Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the Zoo Time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, uh, yesterday we were shaking the Monday morning blues with the Due Time crew as we talked about the groom and his buddy who swore, you know he's not supposed to be swearing, but they told the wives as they were having a double wedding, they told the two wives that they were not going to touch at the bachelor party. Well, they decided to go to the bachelor party, and uh, somebody got to not only touch it, but went into the room, into the secret room, and uh, the friend said, hey, you broke the bro code. Now you leave me to have to speak to my wife-to-be, possibly. And he wanted to know what he should do. Well, of course, that was mixed emotions, mixed feelings, mixed thoughts as the due time crew weighed in on that scenario. Yeah, part of the due time crew said, I am telling, well, needless to say, which uh, due time crew member said that one. <laughs> yeah, he just said, I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm telling, and I'm telling all over again. You know, Pascal said, listen, leave me out of that because it's not my business. And I'm going to put it out you know, you make these and you don't want. You're, you're, you're 24 hours. 
for making one of the biggest vows of your life. And I just thought of the marriage breaking your back. You just have to And one vow to keep. You have to sit before the judge or the pastor or whoever it is. You haven't even stood before them and made the, you know, the the the, uh, the big vow when you can't keep the little vow. How are you going to manage that? How are you going to manage that? You know, you've got to start off things the right way. And you want to make sure that that's what you do. Why would you want why would you want to even start off a relationship that way? Why would you want to start off holding the line or expecting, as in this particular case, you're having a double wedding and you even put someone else in that situation? And, and one of the things that I said yesterday, and I'll say again today, you know, where is your self-control? Where's the self-control? You mean to tell me you could not hold on? You couldn't hold on just for a little bit? If that's the case, then, you know, it was said yesterday that uh, there may be some serious issues. There may be some serious issues here when you have to deal with life going forward. What's going to happen during the marriage? If you can handle, if you can handle the little bit of the bachelor party where you didn't know anybody, how in the world are you going to handle life? But I don't know. I don't know what your fate is going to be. I don't know what life is going to be like being married to you. But uh, let's hope you get this together. Let's hope you get this all the way together. All right? It's, you know, this conversation is not just about, you know, keeping a vow in, in marriage. That's just the, the scenario. But conceptually, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in your marriage period when you are in a predicament where, you know, you have some arrangement, an agreement with your spouse, can they rely on you to make the right decision? Can they rely on you to keep and hold on to what you said? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Wow. It was a Monday morning, and the switch with shot teeth was in effect. And the switch tip for the week takes Now, can we use that in this particular scenario? Absolutely. Take initiative to do the right thing. Take initiative to be on the side of God. Take initiative to be reliable. Take initiative to be trustworthy. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. 
was a good switch tip as always. So broad. It's so broad because when, you know, when she started off the, you know, switch tip and she said take initiative, I didn't have any idea where she was going because it was so broad. But, of course, you know, as always, you're talking about something spiritual, take initiative to read your Bible. God should not have to put you between a rock and a hard place to do the right thing and read your Bible. The Bible tells us to meditate on God's word day and night. Well, you would have to take initiative to read because how could you meditate on something that you know nothing about? Ooh, did I say that? Ooh. All right, so let's make sure that we get this together. All right? All right. Well, today is let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. My goodness, I've got like a whole bunch of stories, but I have nothing to talk about. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Well, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's the time with Pastor Seth is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. What is polycystic ovary syndrome? PCOS is a common health problem caused by an imbalance of reproductive hormones. The hormonal imbalance creates problems in the ovaries. Some of the symptoms of PCOS include a regular menstrual cycle. Women with PCOS may miss periods or have fewer periods, or their periods may come every three weeks or even more often. Some women with PCOS stop having menstrual periods. Other symptoms include too much hair on the face, chin, or parts of the body where men usually have hair, acne on the face, chest, and upper back, thinning hair or hair loss on the scalp, male pattern baldness, weight gain or difficulty losing weight, darkening of skin, particularly along neck creases in the groin and underneath breasts, and skin tags, which are small flaps of excess skin in the armpits or neck area. To learn more about PCOS, including treatments, visit womenshealth.gov. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Deep Time with Pastor Seth. And today is Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day. Yeah, we're supposed to have some stuff that we want to talk about. Well, listen, here's what we're going to do. Since I have a bunch of the old ladies and, uh, I don't really want to know what I want to talk about today. Hit me up, 347-285-7777. And let me know what you want to talk about. 
Now, make it something interesting. Cause like I said, I got a whole bunch of stories. But sounds real interesting to me. So I'm giving you an opportunity to talk about something that you want to talk about. Oh, let's see. Where are we going to start? Well, I actually came across a little piece of information. And I kind of heard this before, and maybe you have too. So we'll just maybe give it to someone who may not have heard about it before. They said, whatever you do, you shouldn't use your phone while you're on the toilet. Yeah, they've been talking about this for quite a bit of time. They say taking your phone into the bathroom to either entertain yourself or to catch up on some reading while you're there. They say it may not be such a good idea. Well, they've got this post on TikTok by a doctor who says that scrolling on social media while doing your thing in the bathroom can have some mm, potentially serious health consequences. Well, one of the things they say is using your phone while on the toilet because we know you're not going to just use it for, you know, urination. You're going to use it, you know, you're going to use your phone while you're moving your bowels. They say, that any prolonged sitting on the toilet can cause strain and pressure on your rectum and your anus. Now, that was the news for me because I honestly didn't know that the rectum and the anus were two different things. Yeah. Well, there's a breakdown for us. The doctor says that this can lead to issues such as hemorrhoids, anal fissures, and rectal Prolapse. Yes, I'll say it again. Hemorrhoids, which we've all heard of, anal fissures, and rectal prolapse. Okay? They say hemorrhoids can happen when the veins or blood vessels around your anus become swollen, and that's quite common and painful. They say Anal features, that's F-I-S-S-U-R-E-S, anal features are similar, except instead of irritating the veins, it's a crack or tear in the lining of your anal canal. They say that the more serious one, actually, is a rectal prolapse, and that occurs when the rectum sags and comes through the anal opening and can sometimes require a procedure in adults. 
Mm. Now that's the first time I've heard of the breakdown. And I, I kind of mentioned this a while ago. They're saying, you know, that you can strain if you stay on the, you know, on the toilet too long. It's just kind of automatic. So it's not even like you force yourself more than it kind of happens on its own. Okay? Now, they say another issue that can happen if you take your phone into the bathroom with you, they say it's a breeding ground for bacteria. Now, that's what I talked about before. They say studies have shown that an average smartphone is dirtier than a public toilet seat. So that's one of the biggest reasons why they try to convince you not to take your phone into the toilet. Or while you're sitting on the toilet, that is. They say since you can't, you know, stay from taking your phone into the bathroom, if that's your situation, they say make sure you take a disinfectant wipe and after you wash your hands, wipe down your phone. Okay? Make sure you wipe your phone down so that anything that you could have possibly gotten on your phone won't be on your phone anymore. And they actually had where people commented and they were like, I'm watching the video while sitting on the toilet. <laughs> so there were people even doing this while reading the caution of, you know, making sure you don't take this into the bathroom with you. So I don't, you know, I, I mean, I guess it, it takes the place of where people used to take a newspaper a magazine. Now, that's the other thing that I thought about. You know, years ago, again, I say how God has taken care of us over the years. That was so not the conversation. People used to go to the bathroom and take a magazine and all of that kind of stuff. And can you imagine how bacteria was spreading all over the place during that time? Yeah. Nobody talked about bacteria back then. So, you better believe if that was going on then, it's definitely going on now. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank God for education. Thank God for education, thank God for knowledge, thank God for God who's making sure that we stay up on this stuff, right? Yeah, right. What else are we talking about today? Now, again, I don't have anything exciting to talk about today on Let's Talk About It Tuesday. I do not have a church folk question either. So feel free to hit me up. 347 If you have a church folk question 
Or even if you don't have it in the form of a question, but you just have like a statement about something you may have seen in church, then go ahead and hit me up. We can always turn that into a question. All right? All righty. Okay, what else are we talking about today? Hmm. Oh, okay. Here's what I found. Now, remember we talked a few weeks ago about this big McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Uh, Who else was it? Taco Bell. Remember when the people in Brooklyn were making this big noise about the fact that they wanted to go to court because there was a question about whether the ads like the real burgers or the items, the Chipotle thing, not the Chipotle thing, what's the other thing, the Taco Bell thing. Well, well, it actually went to court, y'all. It actually went to court. Well, guess what? McDonald's and Wendy's have actually defeated the lawsuit. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what my thought is when I finish. And I want you to tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. They actually won because the judge, Judge Hector Gonzalez, in Brooklyn, found no proof that these fast food chains delivered smaller burgers or their advertisements didn't actually mirror the sandwiches when you got them in your hand. And it even went as far as to say that McDonald's and Wendy's, their ads kind of depicted undercooked beef patties because if they showed a fully cooked patty, that it would be shrinking more in the picture or look shrunken or however you say it. It would be small in the picture pretty much. So they wouldn't show a fully cooked burger because this way it would be different in actuality when you had it in your hand. So the judge says, nah, nah. Here's what else I liked about this decision. Judge Gonzalez, they said, he said, listen, he didn't feel as though any other company didn't do the same thing. He said, when you look at ads all the time of food, that they all, if you want to say, kind of embellish the way the, the things look, even on a chip bag. You know wise chips. Do you remember that? What they needed to take somebody to court about. All the wise chips were all burnt up. Do you remember that? Oh, my goodness gracious. The, the blue bag, the regular original wise chips, Half the bag was all burnt up. 
And on the bag, never showed the burnt chips that were in the bag. It always showed this bright, you know, yellow, whole chip. Chips not broken up. So that's what he brought out. He brought out the fact that advertisements are just that. Pretty much advertisements. He also brought out the fact that somebody said that the toppings that are on the picture are not the toppings that are actually on your sandwich. And he said, listen, he didn't think that was misleading either, that it didn't depict fewer toppings because you preferred more toppings. Oh, this judge was on it. He was straight on it. He was not leaving anything out. So nobody responded. Wendy's and McDonald's didn't respond. Burger King didn't respond. You know, they're also, and remember, they're also in a brawl against, you know, consumers who said that Burger King burgers also look different than on the menu boards. And Taco Bell said they get crunch wraps and Mexican pizzas contained a whole lot more chili on the picture than it does on the actual sandwich or the actual item. Well, here's how I weigh in. I am so glad they lost. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. First of all, everything don't need to be up in front of a judge. All the things that we have to take before the judge, y'all really got time to sit and talk about a sandwich? Because most times, you know, it is what it is. It it is what it is. You, You go to the store and you buy something and the way they have it advertised is not quite what's inside of the packaging. You know, I saw, what was I looking at? Oh, the pimentos. The pumpkin seeds, the pimentos, they're actually on the outside of the bag. They had this huge green pimento, and it looks so tasty. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, I mean, most of the pimentos look like that, but not all of them. And I'm not going to take my time and go and say, you know, judge, yeah, you know, the pimentos don't look the same. There are things that are court-worthy. Don't misunderstand me. Certain things that these merchants should be held accountable for, and, and we need to make them, you know, step up their game. I don't know. Maybe you feel the same way, maybe you don't. But I would definitely like to hear from you if there's something that you feel that the businesses need to be taken to court for. How about the not uh, sold by weight, not by volume thing? How about that one? And actually, my granddaughter ended up asking me about this. She opened up a bag of chips and she was like, Mama, really? <laughs> I was like, you're so old. 
He said, there's nothing even in this bag. So I quoted what they said on the bag. Like, listen, they say, so by weight, not by value. Do you understand what that means? And she said no. And I, I kind of broke it down to her. And I had to explain to her, you know, you, you have to do it one way or the other. You can't do it both ways. And, you know, you, you can't really do it the opposite way either, you know. So by value, not by weight. Because then each bag would be really different. So, you know, some of the things you kind of understand, but still don't seem quite fair. But I'm really glad that they didn't win for multiple reasons. But also, stop taking everything to court. Like I said, I do believe that there are certain things that need to go to court, but not, I'm sorry, it's not that. I think we can find some other things to take to court. How about all the time you rip up your car driving on New York City streets? Yo, that is crazy. All the potholes. The fact that the material they use to fix the streets don't last through the winter. Yeah, all the ice. Remember they said that one of the reasons why the the car was breaking down in the street was because of the salt that you used to break up the ice? Do you remember that? I do. I don't drive anymore, so. Well, I don't own a car anymore, rather. Let me put it like that. So my concern for that is a little different now. All right, all right, all right. What else are we talking about? Let's see what else are we talking about today. I'm coming back to that one because that one is kind of dumb. You know, the expectation of people is really is really just uh, is just a bit much. Alrighty, how about this one? There's a woman, I'm trying to find this story. There's a woman who has a little boy. Well, she had a little boy, unfortunately. I can't find the story. But, excuse me, there was a woman who, let me see. Nope, that's not the one. Boy, oh boy. My the list here is not, uh, there's a story of a woman who, she, has a, she had a little boy, and she took him to this brand new place in El Paso to camp something, and they said that she, he was, I guess they have like a little beach or a pool something or another and she sat down and she was in her phone and I want to see what you say about this she's in her phone and they had several accounts of people saying that she was just plastered to the cell phone at one point they say she was even kind of bouncing and singing 
to the music. They said when she and the little boy got there, she walked up, walked him to the pool and kind of said, all right, go ahead. And he went into the water. And he was supposed to be walking around the perimeter of the pool. She put him in the shallow end of the pool and she went and sat down. They said when anyone knew anything, the lifeguards were giving him CPR. He actually drowned. And her her attorney said that it was not her fault, but it was the fault of the lifeguard. Because they didn't save him quick enough. Yeah. So now the responsibility is on the lifeguards to watch our children. And the camp is saying, hey, the lifeguards are not babysitters. That they actually have signs walking to the campgrounds that say, Please be responsible for your children. Please watch your children. Please make sure your children stay at arm's length at all times. Tell me what you think. Do you think that it's the lifesaver's fault? The lifeguard's fault? I mean, lifesaver's. <laughs> the lifeguard's fault? Or do you think it's the parent's fault? It's the mother's fault. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to understand the logic here. Now, we know that no matter what you think as the parent, somebody, you're going to you have a responsibility here. You, you can't tell me that you're blaming the lifeguard for the fact that your child drowned. Because the lifeguard didn't rescue your child quick enough. That's what the lifeguard is there for. I don't know. Maybe it's me. But I I can't imagine putting that responsibility on someone else. I can't. Now, speaking of who's responsible, check out this story. They have a swim instructor out in Georgia who, back in 2022, she had a swim class, a swim instruction class she was taking, or giving, I'm sorry. Now, this little boy, Israel, he... Let's see, he was four, I think. And he was one of ten children. One of ten children who this particular teacher, this woman had, and she was instructing them how to swim. So she says that she encouraged the children to submerge their heads as much as possible as they took a lap around the pool's shallow end. 
another one with the shallow end thing. Well, as she went to exit the pool with the children, so she had them like in a line. So she was, you know, walking around and she was exiting the pool with the children. She told the police that she never missed the little boy until her granddaughter, who was about to use the pool vacuum, which I don't know what that is, found his lifeless body at the bottom of the pool. And she jumped back in the pool. She tried to save him. Another parent was there who was a nurse. They performed CPR on the little boy. And the mother was waiting outside. And somehow or another, I guess the stir ended up bringing her in and she found out what happened to her son. And now here's the thing. The little woman, when she gives her swimming instructions, she doesn't allow the parents inside the pool area. So you held the parent on the outside of the pool area, outside pretty much, and so, oh my goodness. Now, I personally believe that 10 children in a pool to one parent or one adult, I think that's a little too much. Now, it never says here at any time how old the granddaughter was who found the little boy. It doesn't say that she had numerous people to help. You know, so, you know, maybe three to ten children or something like that. Nope. It doesn't say anything about how many. It just clearly talks about her and the ten children. Now, the father is, needless to say, he's upset. You know, his, his feeling is, you know, when you put your child in someone's hands, you expect them to, you know, be returned the same way. And, yeah, absolutely. But I want to know who left the child with a woman or a man, regardless, but who left her with 10 kids in a pool? If I'm going crazy here, I'm not. Le- when, when, uh, don't you ask these questions? Okay, so I'm leaving my little child. He's four. He was four. He was four. Who would have left him with a child with a swim instructor who only had herself? I don't understand. So, like I said, it doesn't say how old the granddaughter was who found him at the bottom of the pool. But she didn't even miss him until the the granddaughter said it. Now, my thought is, okay, so you have them walking around the shallow end of the pool. Where were you? Were you in the front of the line? Were you, you know, in the middle of that line? To me, 10 kids in a pool by myself, nah, I'll pass. I'll pass. So, 
she's been arrested because they are charging her with neglect. They're charging her with some, like, a few other charges, and they're saying that it was her fault. It was her fault. So, uh, I don't know. You Again, you tell me how you, you know, if you think that she should have been able to, to bear 10 kids. But even if one of those children were four years old, to me that's too much. Listen, 10 kids in one room on a map is too much in my opinion. I'm not pulling in no 10 kids in no swimming pool. Because what happens if one child goes into distress? Now, listen, let me read to you what she said again. Okay, hold on. Let me tell you what she said. One more time. She said that she encourages the kids to submerge their heads as much as possible as they took a lap around the pool's shallow end. How many eyes do you need to see if everybody's head came back up out the water? First of all, you're not doing this simultaneously. She says they've been encouraged to do this as much as they can, which means that if little Izzy could do it five times, then you do it five. If little Johnny can do it ten times, you do it ten how you manage all of that? You keep control of all of that. Okay, see, that's just way too much. That's way too much. So I don't think the parents asked enough questions. I think they were negligent for leaving him in the care. Not only that, it says that another woman who was a parent helped her give him CPR. So what happened to the fact that all the parents were supposed to be on the outside? Yeah. She and a parent who was also a registered nurse performed CPR on the unconscious boy. So see, I don't know, maybe the parent, maybe that particular parent was a part of her team. So maybe it was two to ten. Well, if it was two to ten, then somebody should have been able to find the little boy before the granddaughter found a little boy. I don't know. Again, maybe it's just me. Maybe my expectations are a little too much. But whether the classes were free or paid, I think it was just way too much. I think even two people, clearly two people aren't enough if there are two people there and the only thing that two people are used for is to render CPR. That's just Stephanie's story. Maybe you don't feel the same. That's the way I'm thinking. All right. Oh, what else are we talking about? All right. Here's another story for you. Here, our, our little Eric Adam is in the newspaper again. All right. So, y'all tell me if this one makes sense. They say our mayor is headed to Mexico to discourage the migrants from coming to New York City. So he's heading to Central America 
and South America this week, they say to convince the migrants not to come to the Big Apple as we are supposedly prepping for a record-breaking surge asylum seekers. So they say that they have this international trip Monday. Oh my Lord. Where they're bringing all these people to New York as asylum seekers. So they say he will start his tour south of the border in Mexico City we're heading to the nearby town of Puebla. Many Mexican migrants in New York City have traditionally traditionally been from. And eventually, he's going to the capital of Ecuador. On his final day, he's going to Bogota, Colombia, and to another spot, some Darien there where many of the asylum seekers pass through on their way here. But they're saying as he's doing that, they're having an influx of 4,200 people landing here in a single week. Definitely over 3,000 people, they're saying. So he's going there because he figures if he discourages them from that end, that it might make a difference. Remember a couple of weeks ago I said if they knew that this wasn't really what they had been promised, would you stop coming? And I said I would I wouldn't come. Well, I guess that's what his thought is. So, uh, let's see how this goes. Do you think they're really going to tell us how it goes? Do you think it's really going to make a difference? Do you really think he's going there and he, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? Okay, listen, everybody. I know we've accepted 110,000 of you <laughs> already. But we can't take another 10. I'm sorry. What are you going to say? You are literally going to, or on this tour, to discourage these people from coming here. And I want to know, do you really think this is going to work? Well, based on last week's story, with them coming through the, what do you call it? The spikes in the barbed wire don't work. I don't think it's going to matter at all. All right, and my last little story before I go talking to my little uh, due time crew members. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to start talking because I know y'all might be tired of hearing my voice already. So let's say good morning to Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. 
How are you? I'm doing Hello? well, thanks. How you doing? Can you hear me? I'm doing well. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, Pastor Jeff. I got a whole bunch of questions regarding, like, what do you think? And some of this stuff is, is trivial, but it's made its way to the courthouse. And some of this stuff is pretty important. But I want to I wanna pick your brain today. I want to pick your brain. So I don't know if you know if you know this, but did you know that McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, and what's the Taco Bell out in Brooklyn? They're going buck wild. They're taking these chains, food chains, to court because they're saying that the pictures don't depict what we actually get in our hand when we purchase it. So they're saying that the pictures show that there's all of this top these toppings and the toppings don't, you know, come on your burger the way the pictures show and all of this kind of stuff. Did you know that was going on out in Brooklyn? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a real thing out there in Brooklyn. It's a huge thing. It has actually gone to court. And the judge has rendered his decision. Now, based on what I just said to you, because that's that, that's really that's really the complaint, Pastor Jeff. That's what they stood in front of the and said that they they were suing because these food chains have been duping the people, deceiving the customers into believing that what they get, what they see on the board, what they see on TV, what they see in pictures, that's really not what you're getting, and they want to hold McDonald's and Wendy's accountable. Now, what's it? This uh, Taco Bell and Burger King, they're still fighting. But there is a judge who has rendered on the court case between the consumers and McDonald's and Wendy's. What do you think? Do you think they should have won, or do you think that the judge should have said, uh, I don't agree? What do you think? Well, you know, nowadays everybody's looking for reasons to sue for everything, you know. And, I mean, it, it was always understood that the, the advertisement is going to be prettier than the real product. Cause, I mean, that's... That, you know, that's what you do. You, the hotels, they show you their best pictures and, you know, you get there and it's not exactly what they, you know, what they see, what you, you know, what you see. Right. You know, I, I think, that, you know, if we let everybody just keep suing for everything, it's just going to totally get out of hand. So I really don't agree uh, with that because the picture is always going to be prettier. That's just like. Why don't we start suing people on, on Facebook that don't give you headshots and they don't show you their body, you know, <laughs> on these dating sites, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's how I look Good at point, it because most Jeff. people, yeah, most people are, at, are, are advertising something that's not real, you know? It's, 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 it's a fantasy, so to speak, you know? So I don't know. I I I don't agree that they should really let them go that far, you know. Just have the common sense to know that the product 
It's not going to look like the picture because it's easy to, to doctor up a picture. <laughs> I like that. And I did ask for examples of, you know, what else did you think, you know, that, uh, you know, is, is the same thing. And you gave a good example of the hotels. I remember a, a, a person that I know said that they got to the hotel and he pulled out the picture he said, I want this hotel. <laughs> this hotel that's in this picture. Not what I would have said till I just found. So you're right. You know, this is this is what you do. You show your best side. Draw the people in. And I agree. Common sense should tell you, hey, come on now. You, you should be a little more smart than this. Well, Pastor Jeff, they lost. And I am so glad they lost. The judge said pretty much what you said. You know, listen, that's advertisement, and that's what advertisement is made of. On your best side, you should know better. If you went to Wendy's and it didn't look like that the first time, why you go back? Don't buy the food no more. Buy the food. Stop buying the food. All right. Now, I want to know what you think about this 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 four year old. I think this is when you came in on the conversation with the the swim instructor who had the ten children, and the little boy drowned. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that particular story? Now she's a, she's now been arrested. She wasn't arrested initially, but now they've arrested her for neglect. She would not allow, her rule was parents were not allowed inside of the swimming area. They would have to wait outside until the, the area was done. I mean, I'm sorry, the swimming instruction was done. And she said that she's teaching them to submerge their heads underwater as much as they can while they walk around the shallow end of the pool. Should she be responsible for the four-year-old death? Yeah, yeah, I, I think she should be. <laughs> it's too many. Uh, you, you took on too much responsibility. You should have had more eyes looking. You know, you felt like you could handle it, and you didn't, and now you need to pay. You know, that's, okay. that's how I look at it. All right. I have a question for you, Pastor Jeff. The flip side of that also says, is what I also want to know from you. So when you put your child in this swim class and she tells you or he tells you, I have up to 10 students, or they don't tell you how many students you have. Does the parent blame a, a bare part of the blame here? Okay. Repeat that again. If you repeat that for me. So again. you okay. So I'm okay, no problem. So here's my here's my question. So we we established that she took on ten children with one being as young as four, just one. We don't know how many others were as young as four. 
with the practice of submerging their head underwater as much as they can. So we have already established that she took on way too much. Do the parents bear any blame placing their child instruction, a swim instruction? Why? Yes, the par- because the parents should have did their investigation. They should have used their common sense. They, by all means, should pe- protect their children at all times and should have seen that, you know, unless the lady lied, like show them there's three people watching these kids at all times, and, and then it was just her. But if the lady showed them it was just her, the common sense would tell you that's too many kids for you to watch. You know, I mean, but should they be? You know, yeah. So should she? So should she? Um, so should they be able to sue? Should the parents be able to sue? Should they be able Uh, to sue? Yeah, I mean, listen, they lost a child. (laughs) I mean, even though they should have safeguarded it, like I said. That, that the lady, the instructor, whatever, she should have known better than to take on that responsibility. That's a heavy responsibility, watching kid, kids and swimming in the pool. You know, you, you, you know, you should know that that's too much. But she probably, she was too cheap probably to pay anybody and try to do it all herself and putting the kids' lives in jeopardy. All right. All righty. I'd love to hear what your your fellow members have to say about that one. All righty. Let me see what else. Okay, I'm coming back to our Mayor Adams story, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Let me uh, talk to Pastor KL, and then I'll be back to chat with you in a minute. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks. How are you? I'm okay as well. <laughs> All righty. We got some dilemmas here this morning, Pastor KL, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for you to weigh in on this thing here. You have McDonald's and Wendy's being sued because their advertisement, the people in Brooklyn feel, their advertisements are not what they say say or show where I put this burger in my hand. The toppings aren't the same. The the, the burgers don't look the same. It's, it, and and you, this is false advertisement. And I'm suing because you duped me and you've deceived me into believing that this is what I was going to buy. Well, the judge has rendered his decision. What would be your decision? Do you think that they should win, and you know Wendy's and Wendy's and uh, McDonald's should be held liable for lying to the public, because Burger King and Taco Bell are also in this brawl out in Brooklyn, where they clearly have nothing else to do. But Wendy's and McDonald's, they've gone to court, and what would you say? I say you get you don't have nothing else to do. Find a job. You mad because I put iceberg lettuce instead of romaine lettuce. 
Here's a $4 sandwich. And you want thousands of dollars for a $4 sandwich. No, I, no, no. Go home and cook. How about that? How about make your own burger? <laughs> all right. Well, it's, I, I tell you, all y'all just come up with something different. I share that sentiment. Pastor Jeff shares that sentiment. Yes. Well, they did not win. Just like Pastor Jeff said, you know, listen, he, this is what the judge said. The judge said that's what advertisement is made of. That's what advertising is made of. They show you what they show you. It's up to you whether you want to pursue it and purchase it. And, uh, hey, you don't get what hey, you see in the, on the bridge. That's, that's what politicians do. They tell you a bunch of lies, and you vote for them. <laughs> and then it doesn't come to come. I mean, come on. This has been from, from the day, from, the, from day one. The biggest people do this. All right. I agree. I happen to agree. I happen to agree. Get a job. Do find something to do with yourself. Come on, come on, come on. We can do better than this. All right, Pastor K.L. The next situation is there's a, a, a swimming instructor, a woman out in Georgia, who had 10 children in her swimming instruction class, including four-year-old Israel. She encourages them as they're walking around the perimeter of the the shallow end of the pool. She's encouraging them to submerge their heads as often as they can underwater. As she was exiting the pool with the children, she didn't realize somebody was missing, and little four-year-old Israel was missing, and the granddaughter found found him at the bottom of the pool. Initially, they did not arrest her, but now she's been arrested, and they're charging her with, I think it's manslaughter and some other charges. Should she go to jail? Absolutely. That's negligence. That's negligence. If, if, if I'm the parent and I, and I leave my child in the bathtub unattended, and he drowns, I'm going to jail. That, 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 my child was, was in your care. You had one assignment, and that was to take care of these children. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely should go to jail. Okay. I have a question subsequent to that first one. So you have the parents who have left their child in this instructor's care. Do they bear any blame as to why this little boy is no longer here? If she knew the roster, she knew how many children would be part of this class. Yes, she does. I mean, if, if she know if she knew it was more than five, yeah, she she definitely has to blame for it. You know, Johnny can't be that bad that you just want to get him out of the house. You know, I mean, so yeah, yeah, he, she, 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 she should be blamed for it as well. Okay, so taking that into consideration, should the parents be able to sue? Um, I, I, I guess so, but um, they can do what they want to do, but I, I don't think it's gonna. 
don't think they're gonna get as much money as they want. They might get they might get the the, the funeral arrangements paid for, but they're not gonna be living high on the hog. You know, because she does bear some some responsibility. Alrighty. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Uh let's ask Shantice what she thinks. Let's ask her what she thinks before we go to our Eric Adams story. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Should Wendy's and... I'm sorry, excuse me. Should Wendy's and McDonald's win the court case? Excuse me, or should they lose? No, I don't really eat too much. Well, I definitely don't eat McDonald's. I don't really eat Wendy's, but I haven't witnessed their burgers or anything looking so, you know, like you order, you look on the menu, you see the burger one way, and then you get it and look like a burger you get in the school cafeteria in, in, the, in the silver aluminum for you. You know, like it doesn't really look all that from what I've witnessed. You know, but it's it's like anything to just get money. Like unless you end up on Chilligan's Island, just be quiet. Order whatever fast food you gonna order, or don't eat it. If you feel like it looks that much different than the commercial, if you don't feel like you can sing the jingle when you eat the burger, then just don't get it. Who's really, again, I say, I said this about something else. I remember Pastor Steph, you brought up a few weeks ago. Who's really taking, going to bed, getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed to go to court to talk about burgers? And, you know, in this aspect, not someone ate a burger and found something in it that was hazardous or, you know, that that's completely different. But because of the look, <laughs> you get a life. <laughs> all righty, all righty. What about the swim instructor? Should she go to jail? Yes, that was completely, you know, my, my niece's teacher, my niece is in the fourth grade. They're going on a trip to upstairs next month. And she, um, my niece told me she, that the teacher said she's looking for chaperones because she has 24 students. So for every 10 students, there should be an adult. Um, and those are fourth graders. Those are nine-year-olds. But yet, it's like even sometimes with 10, you need two because these kids are different. You know, so I can't imagine you with water believing you can have someone as young as four. Even if, let's just say you had Nine nine kids who were thirteen, and you had one four year old. That's more than enough reason for you to have someone else, even if you ask the parent. You know, like, and then what was with this locking up? This ain't dance, mom. What's with this? Oh, the the, the kids, the, the parents ain't allowed. Why? Is it some some special tricks you teaching these kids that you don't want the parents to know? You got copyrights on the swimming lessons. Or you you don't want the parents to post your your moves 
online because now somebody or another swim instructor is going to steal it. What was that about? That the parents are not allowed? Probably for the disruption. That's probably for, for, for disruption, to answer your question. You know, I'm not saying that it was the best decision, but I can clearly see why because parents can't sit there and just be quiet. You know, but unfortunately, this adds to your disadvantage because had you had parents there, then there would have been some extra eyes to may have spotted a child who didn't come back up after submerging their head. So it it, it, it makes sense, but then it it worked against you pretty much. Right, and that's why I I thought of this month. Right. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I wanted no, to no, know, the, do, the, do the parents bear responsibility, and should they be allowed to sue? Definitely parents bear responsibility because I don't, just hearing it, I have a four-year-old. You ain't taking my four-year-old water that I'm not there watching. First of all, it, not only that, you're not taking my four-year-old nowhere and I ain't watching the park, the water, the the water fountain. It's too much going on right now. You're not locking me out of nothing. If I can't get access, then this is not where my child is supposed to be. There's way too much going on now for you to tell me. And, and, I, and I completely understand because, you know, we have all witnessed how parents just can't play their position. You know, parents got to be the coach and parents got to you know, tell the the teachers or the instructors how to do their job and the parents don't know nothing, you know, at the same time, it's way too much going on out here now for me not to be able to have eyes. You know, it's already scary enough I send my kids to school. No, I ain't there. I can't sit in the classroom with my child unless they're misbehaving. And, you know, I insist I sit there to let them know you can always get it. Okay, it's because it's a school. Don't mean you can't get it. But you're not locking me out of anything. Um, should they be able to sue? Uh, I don't know. For me, that's kind of kind of iffy because you knew, you know, no one tricked you into leaving your child there without your supervision. You know, you knew how many instructors were going to be there. Um, so the only thing that would really push for me to say yes is because unfortunately the baby did pass away, but you knew there was only one instructor and you're like, you, you didn't ask, okay, well, what's your techniques? What's your, you know, and even if you did ask, you're not there. So you don't know what this lady is doing. You don't know what her methods are. So even if she did sit and give you a rundown, there's still a chance that things did not go exactly, you know, she didn't do exactly what she told you she was going to do. So I don't know, that that, that part, that soon part is a role. Because in, in my head, it's kind of like, if you're able to sue, then do you really take accountability? You know. All righty. Uh-uh. All right. Makes sense. All of you say the same thing. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. 
my Merrick, my Merrick, my mayor Eric Adams story. He's heading to Central America, to South America this week to convince the migrants not to come to the Big Apple. Same time as he's going on this tour, I'm going to tell you where he's going. He's going to Mexico City on Wednesday, then to Puebla, where many Mexican migrants in New York City have traditionally been from. Eventually, he's going to the capital of Ecuador. He's going to Bogota, Colombia, and the Darien Gap, where they say many of the asylum seekers pass through on their way to New York, or at least here to the United States. And at the same time, we're preparing to get smashed in one week with up to 4,200 new asylum seekers. Pastor Jeff, do you think it's going to make a difference, and do you think it's a good idea for him? Well, put it the first way. Do you think it's a good idea for him to go to, to on this tour to discover these asylum seekers, and do you think it's going to work? The mayor is using tax dollars to have him uh, a great vacation. <laughs> he should yeah. go to all these places and, and, and see him, okay? Because it is so bad in these countries for these people that nothing you say is going to convince them not to come to New York, okay? So you're wasting our money doing that. It's not going to work. You know, they they still going to come because the conditions there and what they see, and they're not going to believe the mayor anyway, what he say. You know, they believe in the people that's already over here, you know, taking advantage of all the, the, the free food and, and everything else and all the, you know, stuff over here and the money they making over here. So they're going to keep coming. And you ain't going to be able to stop them that way. What you need to do is stop them. Say we're not a, a, a safe haven no more. Don't come to New York. We don't want you. Do like the Republican state and tell them we don't want you. We're going to bust you off someplace else if you get here. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> All righty. Pastor KL, when you make this trip, will it make a difference? No, not at all. You could have had a Zoom call with the people down there, let them know this is not going to happen. You know, it, it's, you know, like like Pastor Jeff said, it, it's entirely too much money for you to go down there. You don't speak Spanish. You don't look Spanish. You're not going to understand what they say. They're going to say anything to you. Okay, 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 okay. We're not coming. But, but, but on the other side, they say, listen to this stupid idiot in Spanish. You know, callate tu grande boca y ahora goño. You know, they they, 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 they they speak it in languages, and you shaking your head, yes, yes, they understand me, they understand me, they won't be here. And then they're going to be there before you get there. Hey, amigo, hey, amigo, here we are. Where do we stay? Ese, ese, ese. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. 
Dante, do you think it's worth the trip? Is it going to matter? I thought it was just me. I was thought exactly what Pastor Jeff said. You ain't going for to invite them here. So why now you got to go on tour to stop them from doing what? Something they're going to do anyway? They were climbing through the barbed wire. What are you going to go and convince anyone to not do? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, I feel like this is just being said to make it seem like, oh, now we got a plan. Y'all ain't have a plan then. Y'all ain't got a plan now. Y'all don't already <laughs> open this can of worms. Y'all don't already open this can of worms. Just say we messed up. We didn't invite one roach, and now, and it's not the whole roach. It's not the whole roach. <laughs> it's like, we, we didn't, we invited one. And now we turn on the lights and there's a bunch of them. You know, and instead of y'all really, and this is what happens when there's no humility. Lack of humility gets lack of help. Y'all need help. But because no one is humble enough to say, I ain't know what I was doing. And I was just thinking about lining my pockets. This is where we are. So now you're going on tour. Well, you can't even take care of the MTA situations here. What you going to do in another country? You can't even take care of problems in the train station. So we're supposed to believe you got that life and you can't handle riding the train? Bruh. Nah. It's just like you, you, you just stop. Cause you, you're just making yourself look so much worse. So much worse. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, I thought the same thing. When Pastor Jeff said, that's why I started clapping, because I thought it was just me. I was like, don't even try to make us think you're going somewhere with a plane. You're going somewhere to pick up your feet. Not, how much money is it going to cost you, like uh, Pastor Jeff said? Because you ain't going by yourself. It's you, your people, your people's people. And all of them going over there, you're going to have to be fed. You ain't going over there to spend your own money because you're going on a business trip. So this is costing us not only for the asylum seekers to be here, but for you to go there. Why we can't go there and try to discourage them? <laughs> That's us. Right. We like to go. We like to go and make the attempt to stop them. We might get more done. I don't know. You know, the biggest thing is stop trying to make fools out of us. Stop. Just stop. Stop trying to make us believe one thing when it's really another thing. So I don't know. I I'll, I have one story which is which is pretty like but I, I just wanted to talk about it. If there are no church folk questions. Is there a church folk question out here? Go on. One twice. All righty. Okay. Somebody help me with this here. So there's this woman who, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote it exactly the way she says it. I met a spectacular man while vacationing in a vacationing in Aruba with my girls over Labor Day. He lives in Aruba. Is 20 years my senior. And all the things I've been searching for statewide, the challenges of dating long distance are not 
posing that much of a problem either because I work from home and can travel to see him as much as we like. In fact, I've already been back to visit since our initial meeting. Once I got back home after this last trip while having dinner with my girlfriend, I took the time to share new stories and more pictures of my new boo. However, there was a palpable, uncomfortable silence lingering over our dinner table. I finally broke the silence and urged my friends to tell me what was going on for crying out loud. My best friend spoke on behalf of my squad and said, your guy is married and has a record. Married a record? She pulled up an article on Google about my overseas boyfriend and shoved it in my face. My eyes consumed this article quickly. It described a man in his late 50s charged with drug trafficking, assisted by his wife. I was dumbfounded. How could I have been so naive and stupid not to Google him myself? My heart sank, and in an instant, my relationship ended in my mind. I couldn't wait to talk to my boyfriend and dial him up as soon as I reached home. He was jovial as usual and excited to start planning our next visit with each other. I, on the other hand, was rather silent at the top of the call, but it didn't take long before I was firing off question after question regarding the article about his wife and drug charges. After my line of questioning was complete, there was a radio silence on his end. I knew it was all true. He admitted that he had been caught with an insignificant amount of drugs, that he had no intention of all as being married. It was only for her citizenship based on what he explained. They didn't live in the same house, never saw each other, and he was in the process of getting out of it. It was strictly on paper. He said, strictly on paper, he said, and he had planned to tell me everything on my next visit. Should I give my guy a second chance or dump him immediately and keep it moving? Pastor Jeff, this is your congregant who came and laid all of this out for you. What do you tell us? I tell him, you know what? My boy got game. Give him another chance. Because <laughs> he, he definitely put that together. He, he covered all corners. and I, That's a man after my own heart. <laughs> nah, but if it's my congregant, you know what I got to tell him. The boy is lying. You are silly. You go ahead and pursue this. You're going to regret it. Okay? You're definitely going to regret it because he's definitely, you know, going to tell you anything at this point. Insignificant amount of drugs. Why would he end up, you know, why would he end up being Google if it was insignificant? You know what I'm saying? And he did it for what? Uh, so she can have citizenship. This is not the United States he's in, okay? So she ain't she ain't touching that citizenship where they at. Wow! So. Wow! But Pastor Jeff, I've been love. Well, listen, love. <laughs> Jesus had to die for love. So if you willing to die? Go ahead. All right. Oh, Pastor KL. She's a congregant. She's pouring her heart out. 
Well, I'll tell her to pass gold. Keep her two hundred dollars, cause he's gone directly to jail. It's time for you to go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. I mean, he's unplayed you long enough. And, and you know what? The, the sad thing about that is that we 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 get hurt women and hurt men, and we have to deal with the baggage because of what other folks have set them up to be. You know, and 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 we get so lonely that anything sounds good. You know, it's like the McDonald's and the Wendy's. You know, we we we, we see the picture, and and it looks like. You know, I don't even know that McDonald's have two all beef patties. It might not even be two all beef patties. <laughs> but 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 this guy sounded like two all beef patties, and he and she had to have the Big Mac. But now she's in trouble. It's time to go. Uh, but I'm in love, Pastor Kale. Love don't live here no more. Love has been evicted. You know, some, some, sometimes you, you got to hurt to get through. You know, oh, and, and, and sometimes that's not even love. You, you so infatuated that someone's giving me attention. Someone finally sees me. No, they're just telling you what you want to hear. That's attention. And, and any kind of attention because you're so lonely, you're just jumping and gravitating to it. And it hurts in the end run. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right, Shanti. Let's say you're the pastor. Or you're giving counsel. You know, somebody comes and tells you, you know, this story. She's pouring her heart out to you. You're her church folk friend. What are you telling her? Yeah, if you don't put this social media relationship away, you don't care about this man. You just want to be able to visit so you got pictures to post on your stories. Because there's no way you went on vacation, you met someone, and it, you really thought it was going to be anything more than just sex. Like, you was going to have sex with him there, come home, and it was going to be some substance. Like, this this was a relationship. Yeah, he want to see you again because he want to put some drugs in your luggage again. Did you check your luggage when you came home? Did you come back with what you left with? <laughs> if, he, if he's locked up for drug trafficking, see, hmm, it's only, if he ain't sneaking that in your luggage yet, it's only a matter of time for he asks you to strap something on you when you come back to the state. You could you couldn't possibly you can possibly be asking should you stay? There's no way. Are you taking some of the drugs? There's just no way. There's no way. Listen, I live in Queens. You can't trust your man if he live in Brooklyn. How are you trusting somebody who lives in Aruba? You really all that surprised that he whether it was a wife, a girlfriend, a side chick whatever you really surprised that he's dealing with someone else it's like nah we we got to make sure we're, we're not all caught up on something that we're not paying attention to certain things 
Okay. I have a question. Um, based on everything you all have said, I have a question, and, and, and I'm going to start with you, Pastor Jeff. I'd like to start with you. I met a spectacular man while vacationing in Aruba. I, I just want to stop right there. Now that you've given this whole breakdown of why you don't think this is smart, how do we get past I met a spectacular man while vacationing Aruba? How do we get past it? What do you even say to her at that point? Pastor Jeff, I met this spectacular man while vacationing in Aruba. What do you say uh, to that? I will point her to that movie. Um, I forgot the name of that movie where she went to... uh, What's... uh, I can't think of the lady's name. Black lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aruba has plenty of of them swinging their thing and laying it across their shoulders, <laughs> waiting for Americans to come over. Okay, so of course you did. Of course you met a spectacular man. He's gonna be your fantasy. He's gonna be everything that he needs to be, so that he can, you know, do what he want to do with you and enjoy himself and take whatever money he can take from you too. All right. Until the next woman comes and she met the same man. I mean, stop falling for the okie doke. You met a spectacular man? No. You met a booty call and you did what you did. Leave it at that and move on. Trying to see how much more he can milk out of you. What? what okay. And I'll stay here. What's the danger in going to Aruba on vacation and finding a quote-unquote spectacular man. Where, what's the danger in that, Pastor Jeff? Just ask that Holloway girl. That, that ne- They never found her body. <laughs> the danger. I mean, come on. They got all kinds of schemes and scams. And forget the STDs, <laughs> but the danger is that's the danger. You can come up missing over there. This is what they do. They prey on tourists. They prey on lonely women that, 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 that come over there, you know, just looking for a life change, some excitement, you know. And they know there's so many of them lonely American women that come over there, and this is what they do. And some of them don't, you know, they disappear. That's the danger. Okay. Because we find that this is the kind of conversation that we have to end up having with with congregants, with our members. Pastor uh, KL, she starts off. Pastor KL, I met a spectacular man while vacationing in Aruba. Does she get past that point with you? What do you say? Well, well okay, let, let, let me say this. In, in you know, my, my coin, um, in my former life. So here, here I am in the country, 
I have a northern accent. My voice is, is relatively deep, um, and I sing well. So I, I am the man of your, uh, of your dreams. I haven't said anything, but I just opened my mouth and said hello. Pe- people are mesmerized by, by stupidity, by stupid things, and there's no different from me to, to a panhandler. You know, the panhandler, he, he sees you, and, and he knows you're a Taurus, and he pulls at your coattail, so he'll give you a soft story. I'm starving. There's me and 20 people living in a room. And, and and that's what he does as as his job. He he waits at the bus stop or he waits at the at the airport. And my job, as soon as you come off the boat, I look at you. I look at at, at, at you're vulnerable. And then you know, all of a sudden, I become very white. Show you right, baby. You know, I, I I just do things, and all of a sudden, now you you don't see nothing else but the voice. You know, and and this is what men this is what men do. This is what women do. Women, women been doing this in, in in Africa forever. You know how many people have been losing money and houses and cars and all this stuff to people that that they'll never see. This is just a game. This is our. This this became the livelihood of people. We no longer had to go to work because we used what we had to get what we want. Didn't Delilah do that? Absolutely. What's the danger in this whole practice of finding this spectacular man in Aruba? Well, well, there's a lot of danger. Danger is you become emotionally hurt, you know, because you believe that you have something that you really don't. So now you put all your time, your effort, your finance, everything into this person who really doesn't care about you so now so now you've left poor you know depending on how much money you you gave and where you gave it from you're left homeless you know and 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 you're you're let emotionally destroyed okay okay shanti she starts off with i met a spectacular man in aruba do you get past that? What made it spectacular? Three things that made it spectacular. Because he's from there, again, because you figure now you have more of a reason to travel. More of a, Everything now is about appearance. This thing has nothing to do with no relationship. Everything now for most people, 85% of people out here now is about appearance. So now if I'm... Seeing somebody, which I don't understand how we got there, but if now I'm seeing somebody because you didn't went to how long was this vacation? You were able to go there, learn about this person, fall in love. I know y'all slept together. What did he buy you? What did he cook you? What did he say? And now this is a full blown relationship. How long was this vacation? And now all of this is like so substantial, and you have a real foundation with this person. So now you come back home talking about now you got a man who you can't see and speak to every single day. Again, I say you can't trust the person in the next borough. But, no, you, I would really ask, what made it spectacular? Did you What's go on vacation danger? and maybe you have to pay for him to eat? I, I don't know. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I said, what's the danger? 
The danger is your friend's going to be able to Google you and your picture's going to be next to him and his wife. Because he's going to get you caught up in that drug trafficking. That's a given. If that's what he's doing, because that that's what they do. And just like Pastor Jeff said, citizenship where? She, she, he's not here. They don't traffic drugs and make money from one foreign country to the next foreign country. The money is when they're able to get it to the state. So he knows you're coming back to the state. So if he hasn't slipped something in your bag already, it's only a matter of time before you go there to see him and he now asks you to strap some drugs to yourself to bring it back here. And you're best to send him his money because now he probably got eyes and stuff over here because you ain't the first woman who not only did he get to say, this is my man, but now he got women probably over here working for him. So now if you don't do your part, now you got women knocking at your door over here. And he ain't even here. His wife is holding it down in that country. The other mistresses is holding it down here. So you thinking you going there to see him and you got more pictures. You're going to have pictures to post, all right? You better hope that you post. When you pull, when they, they see, they, they take surveillance of you, how many times you're traveling in the airport, because how many times have we, have we watched that? That's how a lot of these traffickers get caught up. They travel back and forth so often, and it's on surveillance that it flags security. Like, how many times in a year are you traveling back and forth to Aruba? So while you think you mesmerized, mm. like the men just said, the men got a plan already. You you mess with mm. whatever the reasons are. And they already got a plan to get you caught up. And I'd rather you kidnap me than you now make me your drug mule. Wow. You know, it, it, <laughs> the reason why I'm asking you all as pastors, as, as someone who someone can come to you possibly, you know, for some type of counsel, is because this is real. This is a real, this is a real story. This is a real dilemma for someone. It doesn't say mm-hmm. how old she is, but it also, it does say that he's 20 years her senior. Mm-hmm. And the, he has all the things that she's been searching for statewide. And the fact of the matter is, you know, here we are as as pastors, and we have to give counsel, and that's why I even went as far as to say, but I'm in love. Because how often do you speak? Does someone bring you a dilemma, and you can't even get them to listen to logic? And it, has, it may not have even anything to do with something like this, but this is just conceptually speaking, where... They're so caught up in whatever is going on in their life that they're not even listening to logic. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, for fun, I'm going to ask Pastor K, uh, not Pastor K, Pastor Jeff, what's one of the weirdest scenarios someone has come to you about for counsel, but they just would not listen? I've had too many scenarios i mean weirdest i mean that that scenario right there comes up all the time you know these these women are so desperate so lonely that they you know the game i mean one 
one of the ladies in the congregation, you know, she fell into that trap by letting the guy come over here and, you know, marry them, citizenship and everything. And he ended up wiping her bank account out. And, you know, she, she ended up reporting him, you know, that he, you know, she believed she was duped and they end up, you know, deporting him back. But, I mean, well, that stuff happens just all the time. It's, just, it's the oldest chick in the book with, 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 with a lot of these uh, foreign men. They run in game on and they get them a, either an older woman over here or a woman with so much low self-esteem because she has maybe too much weight or, you know, or this, that, and the other, and they capitalize on it. And, you know, so I, you know, I get that all the time. I'm forever counseling women because, you know, me as a man, I can see the game clear as day, but their lonely heart can't see it. You know, all they see is he, he wants me. He loves me. He, he, you know, he told me I'm beautiful. And, you know, it's hard. But, I mean, I even got, you know, two daughters. And, you know, one daughter, you know, too young right now, but I'm trying to teach her the game. And the older daughter, I thought I taught the game. You know, and I got to constantly, you know, let, you know, point out the game to her, you know, because these men will play it. All righty, all righty. Pastor KL, one of the weirdest council that you had and you just really could hear or see, they weren't taking your advice. It's a waste of time. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. I think it's the same thing for, for, for me as well as Pastor Jeff. And, and I want to say that it's just not foreign men. It's men in, men in general. You know, again, this is what I did for a living. You know, and, and I'll just be transparent and be honest. I, I, I can make you pay my bills. You, you know what I mean? I, I, I can make you... You know, gas up my car. If, if I needed you to rent me a car, you would rent me a car. And not by being mean or saying this is what you're going to do. It was just my whole persona, my whole demeanor. You know, you wanted to do this. And I would have a story, you know, that, that would make you offer it. I wouldn't have to ask you. You know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, because I spend time with you, you think I like you. And you think that I am the next thing next to sliced bread, and we need to get married. So some folks will come and say, hey, Pastor, um, me and so-and-so need, need counseling. We, we were thinking about getting married. And I would ask, well, how long have you known this person? Oh, only three months, but I know this is right. You know, so, I mean, there, there are people who are that good. You know, I, listen, I, I might have used the same ring for six different women. Every time it didn't work, I took my ring back and I gave it to somebody else, you know, but it was the same ring. It didn't cost me. It, it, it only cost me one time, but, but I got that money back in time for that same ring. So, so yeah, it, it's not just wow. fun. It's because I did it here. <laughs> he said I did it here. Oh, good Lord. Oh. God, please, what, I mean, you're college, you're a woman, you, you're having these conversations all the time, and as a woman of God, not a perfect woman, but a woman of God, you know, you're not only that, but you're young, so you're hearing 
things, and you know she ain't listening. Uh, and neither is he. Because I've had conversations <laughs> with men, and I'm like, what? I ain't, now, I ain't gay. But if you all infatuated with this woman, you should make it to where I'm attracted to her at this point. You should be able to say some stuff that would make the way you're telling me you're all caught up. I should say that. Well, ask her, can I date her? I ain't hearing that. It's just a bunch of buffoonery. She was able to say this or not do that, and now you all caught up. And I'm like, oh. I to pull up past the step. Well, how we get here? Is it, is it, you sure you told me everything? Because this ain't making no sense. And it's like, no matter sometimes, you know, what I say, and I do, you know, I do understand, cause from, you know, from personal, when your head is in a certain place, you, you're already blocking out certain counsels. You know, unless the person is, is encouraging you to stay there regardless of how sick and twisted the situation is, you already blocked out the counsel before you pick up the phone and call the person. So I understand that. But it's like, let me know that so I don't waste my time listening intentionally thinking, I'm going to help you out. And you ain't trying to get no help. <laughs> you know, you're, you want, you want, like seriously, like just say, I'd rather you say, Chantice, I just want to talk to you about what I'm doing. And I, I don't have to listen. Well, no, I just have to listen. I still got to pray for you. But then I don't, you know, I'm not listening to where I'm now, okay, so let me, you know, advise you as a woman, watch out for this because she's trying to gain you or, you know, no, you just want to talk. So, yeah, it, it's, both, it's both sides to the men ain't listening either. When they want to be all caught up and what I'm learning now too is being caught up nowadays is a choice. It's really a choice to be caught up now. I think before it was it was still a choice, but I think the dynamics were a lot different. I think now, whether you're a believer or a non believer, God is making sure everyone is woke. He has to. He he he's unveiling a lot, he's exposing a lot. Now regardless of how on point or how slow you are, he's making sure you understand this is what's happening. So if you choose to stay in this, this is really a conscious choice that you're making. Regardless of how desperate you are, regardless of, like, I need you to understand this is a choice. You have a choice to get out or you have a choice to stay in and fall deeper in. But whether it's a man or woman, ain't nobody listening right now. Everybody just want to do them and then call you crying later. That's how everybody want to What did you say was a choice? I'm sorry. What did you say? Like it's like it's a choice. It's more of like a conscious choice now. The way people are are caught up in stuff. It's like because for you, for your girlfriend to Google this person and his spouse, how are you asking? Should I give him another chance? A chance to what? What is the chance for? For another article to pop up? It's like God has made it to where not only and you don't want no real friends because that, that, that's what real friends do. Real friends going to sit there and be like, okay, I heard what you said, but let me just show you this article real quick. That, that, that's a real friend. <laughs> because someone who really didn't care, 
they would have went out for drinks the next night and spoke about you and 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 your married boyfriend and the wife, and they laughing about how you about to get caught up in something or you just look stupid. That that's what people do because I've been in those circles. I've been in those circles. They cared enough about you, and God made sure they didn't let you leave. Whatever, whether y'all were at somebody's house at a dinner table, He made sure you knew what was going on. How are you now coming back asking what should I do? What? What should you do with what? Why is there a question what? and not just and not just a well? I ain't never got to talk to him again because he he ain't here. So what do you really have to break off? This is a clean break. Well, before you, you guys hang thing. up, let me. <laughs> before you guys hang up, tell me, do you feel that this is now a conscious choice that you're making? Who? I'm sorry. Okay. Who you call, Pastor Jeff? Hello? Pastor Jeff. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I didn't understand the question. Shanti you... says that it's, this is a conscious choice now. You know, God is making sure that you know the deal. Now, what you do after that is a conscious choice. Or... Is it that you're just still kind of in this merry-go-round and you're legitimately bona fide confused? Which way would you go? Uh, I, I think, I don't know. I, I really don't have the answer for that one because I'm caught in the middle. So, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what you're <laughs> Okay, okay, that's fair. Pastor KL, do you agree with Shanti that this is a conscious decision to kind of go in that direction? Or if you, are you really just bona fide, confused, and twisted? Well, well, I, I think it's both. I think it's both. I, I think in the beginning, you, you get bamboozled. You know, you see all the stars and the gold and all that stuff. And by the time you realize it is what it is, you you too caught up in it. So your heart won't let you out. So you make a conscious decision to stay there. But in the beginning, you 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 don't know I'm trying to dupe you. You know, after a while, when you see that, you know, for some reason you can't stay at my house. You know, so for some reason I won't take you outside to restaurants. You starting to realize, well, I can't be seen in public, but my heart is in this so, too far. So I'm just going to deal with what I got. So at that point, it becomes a conscious decision. It becomes a conscious decision. That's right. Okay, okay. Is that what? Is that where you were split in the middle, Pastor Jeff? Yes, that's exactly. He explained it the way that I was feeling. Because, you know, yeah, you do. Now you see it. You, you know, you're still in it. But you can still be kind of duped because we convince ourselves of of things, you know, you know, of grandeur and disillusionment. We we can lie to ourselves and, and believe it, you know. So that's why I'm caught in the middle because I don't know whether, you know, you're still duped or it's a conscious decision. You might still be duped making the conscious decision. 
what you guys are saying, and I can understand what Shantice is saying. All right, well, this has been some thought-provoking conversation. I really hope that people are listening. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. Beneficial. Trust me when I tell you. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. Alright. Uh, well, I don't have a benediction, so I got caught up in the conversation. <laughs> I got caught up in the conversation, so I want to get a, a benediction because I don't have enough time. I don't want to rush through a prayer. So, and I don't want to say the normal benediction. We could always say the regular one. But I don't want to say, you know, I always try to find a benediction that fits what we're talking about. Mm. Ooh. Here we go. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 1, 5, and 6. This kind of walks us into, I think, how I ended yesterday. And I said that there's a scripture that says there's no temptation that is uncommon to man, but that God would give you a way out. And that's that's kind of on the line, what was being said. You know, you have where you were you were duped. We, we all have been duped in some shape, form, or fashion. It doesn't necessarily have to be you know, a, a relationship dupe. But we've all been duped somehow, some way. And you've been tempted to go that route for for any reason, whether it's greed, whether it's just the fact that, you know, you really thought something was honestly the way it was being portrayed and you went for it, whatever, whatever it is. But God went to the point that Shantice is making that God gives you an out. And the point that Pastor Jeff and, and Pastor Kale is making, but you still are there. And at one point or another, you need to ask yourself, is this me or is God trying to really get me out? Like Sharpie said, here you have a group of friends. These are some people who you called your friends who have the Googling that you should have done. To Google, to, to Google, if it was that simple for them, it was really that simple for you. But you bother because you started off by saying, I met a spectacular man while vacationing in Aruba. And one of the reasons why I asked the two pastors I stopped there was because, can I be honest, sometimes, <laughs> some, most times I let you go the whole, I let you go the whole way. I let you go the whole way. But there are certain times where I have to stop you along the way. And I'm going to be honest, it's, it's, it's not, it's not me. Because, let me just say this, for Pastor Steph, I've just never been in people's business like that. 
I've heard the most incredible stories, and I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. You can't tell me this is real. And I would say nothing to you. Nothing to you. Because to me, when you start, and I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be a relationship. It doesn't have to be about a job. It doesn't have to be about your kids. I was always the type of person, I said nothing. Why? If you did not ask me, that's what you think. And anybody that knows Stephanie well will know that I will always come back with a question. I rarely say anything to you outright. So if I ever say anything to you, you you must know. If you know Stephanie, you should know that it's God who's leading me to speak to you. So if I had, had, had Mary started off this conversation by saying, Pastor Steph, I met this spectacular man while vacationing in Aruba, immediately she would have to be stopped. Because my first question would be exactly what Shanti said. Well, while you were vacationing, how did how how and what did how did you come to the to the to the conclusion that he was spectacular? Because that's something that takes years to figure out. Because until a person fully exposes themselves, there's no way you could ever figure out whether they were spectacular or not. Only been on vacation, which is a maximum of what, ten, fourteen days? on a job, you are not declaring this person spectacular because you simply can't. That That's a huge, huge thing to say about a person who you really don't know. So I couldn't even let you get past that part because the God has just enough time be careful of what we declare great Good and bad. Sometimes you jump up out the box and you're like, I hate it. I can't stand it. And you haven't even assessed it properly. So come on, people. Let's let's take the wisdom that God, the facts that God has given us, and take the wisdom that he's given us and utilize it for our benefit, not our demise. Because that's exactly what's happening here. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my D-Time crew for always coming through this time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where it's wild Wednesday, God spare our life. I love you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.